What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It is Dog Talk with your host, Holden. Glad to have you guys here with us this evening or whatever time you guys are watching this or listening to it wherever you guys are listening on podcast. Again, just really appreciate having everybody here uh, today. As you can hear by my voice, a little bit rough. It's been a little raspy all week, as we talked about on Sunday's episode. Uh, things just kind of got little worse and started going downhill as the week started and went on but we're going to try to get through this thing we're going to keep it short sweet and simple this week probably not as long as our normal uh 30 minute episodes it's generally what i try to keep it around this year in season three of dog talk um may keep it a little bit shorter um trying to get through this one again there's not i mean there's a lot that we can talk about especially after mizzou this past week there's a lot that we can talk about coming forward what we can look forward to what we want to see all of this but Really, I want to maybe talk a little bit more about that following this uh, Auburn game this week to kind of see, okay, hey, is, is Georgia the real deal? Are we going to bounce back off this Missouri game that was very, very close, which most people anywhere would tell you that it shouldn't have been the case like that. Um, but it was. We're going to see, is this is this really Georgia? Is this how Georgia's going to look throughout the season? Are we going to struggle with a team that we shouldn't? Um, obviously, Auburn ends up just barely squeaking by Missouri. Uh, again, Missouri handed that ball to them last time, so this was a very close game between the two of them. Is this going to be kind of a, uh, a look across where we say, okay, these two teams are similar. Is Georgia going to handle them the same way they did Missouri, or is Auburn going to get the better of them? Um, I don't foresee that happening, but, again, I'm not going to necessarily just say that it's not going to happen. Uh, so, don't have a lot of news and notes. I, I don't. I think as far as injuries go, I don't think we're going to see Jalen Carter in this game. Uh, I'm not sure about Smile Munden either. So there are a few guys that are very questionable coming into this game, and it could be a while before we see a couple of these guys. Would love to get Ad Mitchell back. We've been talking about that for a couple of weeks now. Uh, hope hopefully you know we can get it back here soon because uh, it would be great to have him. You know, having wideouts, getting some of these guys healthy and back on the field would help a lot. Uh, but again. Don't know that that necessarily is going to happen this week. So we'll just kind of keep our fingers crossed in hopes that, uh, again, that time is coming in the weeks to come. Luckily, again, you got Auburn this week. we got to get through this. you got Vandy next week. We're not going to sleep on anybody. I'm going to quit just looking past teams because we did that with Missouri last week, and I'll be the first to tell you I said the same thing. I don't think Missouri is going to give us a challenge, and they did. We didn't lead that game until four minutes left in it before Georgia finally took a lead in that. So we're not going to look past this game. We're not going to look past Vandy next week. Uh, and then you get the bye after that before we uh, really get deep into the schedule where things get a lot tougher. Um, so let's dive right into it. Um, again, Auburn, Georgia, that's 3.30. You get that 3.30 slate on CBS. Excited to see that. You know, this will be the last year, I believe, that we're going to have that uh, CBS slot, you know, which is generally the 3.30 seems to be not prime time as far as like 7 o'clock in the evening, but it's like the prime time CBS slot I've always looked at as that 3.30 in the afternoon slot. Georgia, 29.5 point favorite coming in this. We've been a big favorite in a lot of games. I was a little surprised after last week uh, that we were this much of a favorite against them. I think we were the same thing, 29, 30 points against Missouri as a favorite there too. Um, so I'm surprised that line was still that high, but I think that same way uh, Georgia only being ranked coming ranked second coming into this week, I think it's same same thing. You know, people are still saying, okay, 
I still think that this is just a thought. I don't think Georgia is going to continue to do this week in and week out. So that's something to pay attention to. But Georgia does come in as a 29.5 point favorite. I've got my keys to the game. i got the picks for this week. We're going to go through it. I don't have the visual for the picks of the week uh, for the for the, the podcast here. If you guys are watching on YouTube. Um, so you won't see that today. But I will put that up on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere uh, that we put stuff up. Whenever I get that thing put together. I just hadn't got it put together do have it all written down at least so but we'll dive into kind of the keys of the game starting first and foremost on offense like we do week in and week out the first thing and it's probably the biggest thing over the last couple of weeks that we've had the most trouble with is turnovers turnovers has they've killed us it hadn't always been on offense you know we had a couple of weeks ago obviously Stetson throws his first interception um and then you get the fumble that's one thing. This past week, same thing. We fumbled it twice. Uh, the muff punt, obviously, that's a special teams thing. More defense, really not even defensively there, I guess. Uh, but that's a special teams miscue there. So turnovers, we got to quit. Went from not making any in the first three games of the season. All of a sudden, two weeks in a row, we end up with what three to five, I think, in that span. I know the first against Kent State, it seemed like we had two, if not three, in that one, um, and then two this past week against Missouri, which proved to be detriment you know as far as luckily we don't lose that game but we're giving them great field position both times now again we held them to i think i think the maybe the first one they ended up getting a touchdown or the second one one of which it seems like they got a touchdown out of but i could be wrong i know if they didn't get a touchdown out of it they got a field goal out of it that's for sure um so first key and probably the biggest key of this game is we cannot have turnovers offensively Week we've seen this two weeks straight now. When Georgia is turning the ball over, especially in plus territory for whoever you're playing, it doesn't it doesn't shake up very good as far as at the end of the night looking like Georgia is the number one, number two team in the country, one of the top and elites. Uh, so we got to knock that out. That's the first thing. No turnovers on offense. Second of all is somewhat of a pun on 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 a tweet that i read uh that an auburn defender put up well we got dominated in the trenches we got dominated this past week against missouri in the trenches they absolutely whipped us and, and kirby even said that we talked about that sunday we got whipped in the trenches on the offensive line this past week we have to dominate the trenches this week and the third point of that comes up to establish the run game and part of that those two keys kind of go together is we've got to dominate just like the Auburn defender put up and gave Georgia plenty of bulletin board material that they think that they can dominate the trenches, and, and if they can do that, they'll, they'll beat the snot out of us. Well, we got to dominate it. We have to be the ones to dominate that and establish a run game. I think if we can do those things offensively, we're in good shape. One other thing, Stetson, he's got to kind of get the ball rolling. It, it's wild. Week in and week out, he's thrown for more than 250 yards. His past game, he threw for, what, 312, 315, something like that. And no touchdown passes. All of a sudden, he's going cold through the air, which is just another strange thing. He's doing it with his feet. I mean, that helps a little bit. It didn't this past week. But against Kent State, gets touchdown run with his legs. But he's not throwing a lot of touchdowns right now. So we always, week in and week out, I'm not going to say this for this week, but we got to get the ball to playmakers. Everybody's been talking about that all week. Everybody's got to listen to. Get the ball to Darnell. Get the ball to Brock Bowers. He's your best weapon that you have offensively on the team, so get the ball to him. Um, and I, I don't think that's something that we're trying not to do. I think that coverage has just been a little bit tougher against him. They know what he is, so they know to cover him. They know if it's a, a third and five and we're in a passing situation, we're probably going to be looking to him, so they're going to do everything they can to cover him. 
other guys have to step up and get open as well. Uh, glad to see Dominic Blaylock step up and do that last week. Darnell Washington had a big game last week, and I hope every week he continues that. Hopefully we can get a reek back in here as well, and we'll see how that looks. But keys of the game, no turnovers, dominate the, dominate the trenches, and let's get a run game established. Then we jump over to defense. This is the opposite on defense here. We need turnovers. Like I said, the past couple of weeks, same thing. First few weeks, we're getting interceptions. We're picking up fumbles. Uh, and we had a couple opportunities against Kent State. We had a couple last week against Missouri, two dropped interceptions, um, one of which was a lot tougher to try to catch, but uh, one was right in the hands of, I think, uh, Jamon Dumas-Johnson, and he's been showing out. So if he could have had a pick on that, that would help. So we need turnovers on defense. We've got to get that ratio back on our side. And Georgia having those turnovers, again, that's just an opportunity for your offense to drive down the field, put points on the board. That's how you win a football game. So turnovers first thing. Second thing, D-line, we're a little bit hurt. Obviously, Jalen Carter not going to be in this game. Don't know when we'll get him back. We'll talk about that and try to keep you posted on that as the weeks come. Uh, but we've got to, same thing, defensive line, somewhat of a similar thing with offense, establish you know, a, a dominant front in the trenches. Um, not having Jalen there is tough, uh, so we've got to be able to protect the run game um, defensively. We've got to stop that run game, and, and it starts there at the D-line. So D-line's got to step up, and then finally, third down, getting off the field on third down. I think I say this just about every week, but the more that you're getting off the field on third down, again, you're just giving that opportunity for your offense to get back on the field, drive down the field and score. And then the last thing, I put this kind of in the same vein, even though it's not – Technically, this could be a fourth key to the game, and I normally only do three. But it's special teams. I want to see some 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 magic happen in the special teams. Seems like in years past, you know, when you had a Todd Gurley that was returning back in like 2014, when you had uh, uh, Mitchell back in the back in the day as well, running with the human joystick. I mean, we'd have punt returns, kickoff returns. We're not having any of that. I mean, not really. Nobody returns kicks anymore, so it's not necessarily that. But in the punt, even in the punt game. We could see something, you know. If it's not a punt return, a big return, or a big return on a kickoff, uh, it just seems like we have few and far between with those. And I'd like to see the special teams kind of step up and maybe make some magic happen uh, for us there as well. So defensively, turnovers, getting those turnovers, we need them. Defensive line has got to stand up and be stout, obviously, with some injury on that and attrition. Uh, third down, getting off the field on third down. And then special teams, let's make some magic. That's the keys to the game. We come into this game. Georgia over the past, looking at at least five years right here, Georgia's dominated. 28 to 7 back in 17, and we go from there 21 to, or 27 to 10, 21 14, 27 to 6, and then last year 34 to 10. I do have this game picked up, and I'm going to put it on here. Over 118 meetings right now, Georgia does lead that pretty well 60 52 and 6. Right now, the quarterback for Auburn seems to be Robbie Ashford. He seems to be the answer for them right now, at least getting some kind of production out of Brian Harson's offense there. Tank Bigsby, obviously a big runner there for him. And then on our side of the ball, you know how it is. Stetson Bennett, Kendall Milton, Brock Bowers, those are your top guys. Nolan Smith and Malachi Starks. Glad to see Nolan Smith's name get put up there more and more and see him start to get more and more production as well. Jamon Dumas-Johnson has looked very good so far through the season. I'm excited to see what he continues to do as the weeks roll in and out. Right now, offensively, we still look okay. 39 points a game. That's not too bad. We're looking at uh, 19th over the country. And again, 10.8, 10 not 10.5, 10.8 points per game is what we're averaging. Defensively, that's still good enough to be fourth uh, in the country as well. Like I said, I did pick this game, and I believe I put it up. 
Um, let me just double check to make sure I don't tell you guys incorrectly. Yeah, 34-17 is what I've got this game picked at again. Georgia, a 29.5 point favorite at the house. I'm not necessarily going to say anything about as far as the spread goes, but I do think 34-17, you know, somewhere in there it could be a 31-10, 31-17 kind of game, something like that, 31-13 even. I think this is the opportunity for Georgia to score some points, you know, put a little bit of a difference. I have noticed that in the fourth quarter of games, Auburn does not move the football. Well, they may move it, but they're not scoring in the fourth quarter. Not very often. Um, whereas Georgia, we seem to be pretty productive as far as scoring every quarter in a game, especially the first quarter. Georgia top, gets on top of a team, uh, and you start that chokehold immediately off the bat. You know, the first couple of drives, again, the first two games of the season, first seven drives were scoring against Oregon. First six against South Carolina or Sanford, I believe. Uh, and even South Carolina were putting a lot of points on the board early and quick. Um, would love to see some of that, too, to kind of get back going. But uh, Georgia's also a good second-half football team. You saw that against Missouri this past week, which we had to be to win that game. Um, but I don't want to get in that situation. I don't want to get in the situation where we're all sitting here, 10 minutes left in the game going, I don't know. I don't know if Georgia's going to pull this out or not, much less four minutes left of the game before we finally take a lead and all go. But then you sit back and go, okay, can the defense hold on to it? Because so far we've let them drive, let them drive, let them drive. Uh, so, But 34-17, I think that looks pretty good. Again, Georgia 29.5 point favorite. Let's look at some of the other games around the country because there are a couple of other big ones here before we get to the picks of the week. Uh, you got Michigan, Indiana. That was at 12 o'clock. Another really good one here at 12 o'clock as well. Luckily for Tennessee, this is not a night game in Baton Rouge, but it is number eight Tennessee taking on number 25 LSU at 12 o'clock there on ESPN. That should be a pretty good matchup there. You do get number 17 TCU taking on number 19 Kansas. Arkansas and Mississippi State. Mississippi State only a nine-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Arkansas, I feel like, could keep this a little bit close, but I wasn't very impressed with Arkansas's offense last week, whereas Mississippi State's offense has been churning left and right. We'll see. Can Arkansas's defense slow that down? I'm not sure. You get number 11, Utah, taking on number 18, UCLA, at 330. Ohio State, Michigan State. Clemson, Boston College, don't think that's much. South Carolina, Kentucky. Surprise, Kentucky's only a six-and-a-half point favorite in this one. I think they'll be a little bit better than that coming into this one. BYU, Notre Dame. You got Texas A&M, Alabama. That's a big one just because of all the off-season off controversy. Alabama, 24-point favorite. That's on CBS at 8 o'clock. Florida State and NC State, both 4-1 teams at 8 o'clock on the ACC Network. NC State is a three-point favorite at home. Pretty good one to watch there, especially Florida State around here in Oregon and Arizona. The nightcap, the late Pac-12 games there. I think you also have Texas-Oklahoma. Was that the Red River Red River shootout, rivalry, whatever it is? I think that's also taking place, neither of which are ranked. And I think this is like the first time since 1998, something like that, since these two teams have not been ranked playing each other. So kind of a strange thing there. Uh, but let's jump into the picks of the week again. I don't have the visual up here, so you guys just bear with me. I am going to take Georgia. I'm not taking this 29-and-a-half. I hope that Georgia beats them by 30, if not more, but I'm not going to take it. I think this is a good opportunity for this game to be much closer than it should, uh, but I hope that it's not. And so with that, all I'm doing is taking Georgia uh, to win this game. Then I got Tennessee 
I think Tennessee's going to win this game, even though it's on the road. Luckily, again, this is a lunchtime kick. This is not a night kick in Death Valley, which I do think helps you a little bit more. Tennessee is a three-point favorite as well. Auburn and uh, LSU also played last week, so LSU had a pretty tough game there on the Plains. Kind of a wild one, too. Um, so they played, but Tennessee had the week off last week, so they've been able to prepare for two weeks for this LSU game, and I think Tennessee's going to come in with the upper hand at this one and end up taking that three points. So give them Tennessee and the minus three in this one. Then I got Mississippi State and Arkansas. Uh, I am taking Mississippi State for the win, but I think Arkansas is going to keep this within that nine-and-a-half margin. I can see this being like a, I don't know, a touchdown to a maybe six-point game, something like that, six, six, seven, seven something like that. Uh, so give me Mississippi State with a win, but I'll take Arkansas plus nine-and-a-half. Then I've got uh, Bama, Texas A&M. I think there's a good chance that Alabama could absolutely steamroll Texas A&M. I'm going to take Alabama with the win, but I'm not I'm not taking the points on this one. So I end up one, two, three, four, five, six total instead of normally eight, seven or eight, which is usually what I do. Um, I'm going to take Bama, but I'm not going to take the points. And the only reason of this, the past two seasons, for whatever reason, Alabama has some kind of a kryptonite that goes on there. They don't don't really cover the points against Texas A&M the past couple times for 2020. Uh, and then last year, obviously, A&M getting the better of them, even though they weren't a very good team in the end. Um, I don't think this is the same Alabama team you're coming against. And, again, they've got a lot of bulletin board material that they're going to be able to use in this game. And more than likely, that's going to mean a little bit of a butt whooping for uh, Texas A&M coming into this one. So take that with what you will. Alabama more than likely is going to cover that, but I'm just not going to take it. Uh, just, just in case, just in case. Try to get my numbers up. I don't have them. Let me look. I look. I'll at least look and see what I looked like last week in the overall. Last week I was three and five. Not very good. Twenty-one, sixteen, and one overall. Let's hope we can go six and zero this week. That's a good week. A six and zero week wouldn't wouldn't hurt too bad. I don't think. Let's jump into some Twitter polls that I did put up earlier. I was just going to run through those real quick. Uh, before we wrap it up again, trying to keep it short, sweet, and simple. I'm sure you guys are listening now. You're like, man, this dude's voice sounds awful. Why is he even recording it? Um, so, But I am. Hey, we're injured. We're not hurt, right? We stay in the game. All right, so getting to it. A lot of you guys also responding to what uh, what you guys, I, I think, that what was the question I put up? I can't even think about it. can't even think of it right now. What do you guys think? Oh, that was it. What do you want to see from Georgia? Uh, versus Auburn this week. I may run through a couple of those because you guys did did hit back on that one pretty easily. But let's go to the polls first and foremost. Again, prediction 34 to 17. A couple of you guys, shout out to score predictions that you guys did actually put in on this. Again, if you guys want to follow us, if you're listening on podcasts, wherever you guys are listening or watching on YouTube, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at DogTalk20. Wherever you're listening or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click that link tree description or in the description of the podcast that you're listening to, wherever, again. And uh, it'll take you to Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of those things. So wherever you guys are listening, if you want to check that out, we would greatly appreciate it. Obviously, if you guys are watching on YouTube, too, please like the video. I'd, I'd appreciate that and subscribe. Uh, it's dog time. It's dog time. Good prediction here, 38 to 10, and dogs forever as well, 31 to 14. So kind of the same thing there, kind of keeping it around that same ballpark. I like that. 
keeping the same thing intact. All right, to the polls here. Stetson Bennett touchdowns versus Auburn. This is rushing and passing combined. Zero to two, 43% of you guys going with that, and three plus, 57% of you guys. I hope you guys are right on that. I think if Stetson Bennett's throwing and or running for three or more touchdowns in this game, that's a good thing offensively for Georgia. Rushing touchdowns versus Auburn, zero to two or three plus, 75% of you guys going with that zero to two. And then the last one I just did three polls this week. Georgia turnovers gained on defense versus Auburn. And this is another one I think if this comes true with what you guys voted, very, very good opportunity and possibility that Georgia has absolutely waxed Auburn in this one. And hope that's zero to one is 22% of you guys, 78% of you guys going with two or more uh, in this game. A lot of replies on what do you guys want to see from Georgia this week in Auburn. And to sum it up, most of you guys are saying – you just want to see consistency, see this this offense come alive again, as well as a, a dominating win. You know, a lot of a lot of guys at Joey Haynes or Joe Haynes, excuse me, 86, a dominant Georgia win, domination from Nick, which at Nicholas 810. I like this. Penn State beat the Partners by 29, so we need to beat them by 58. That's pretty good. If we beat Auburn by 58, my goodness, what a game! 58 to nothing, that's perfect, right? Let's see this defense start to lock it back down. I'd like to see that too. Uh, that Brian Harrell on here. And then the, the most common one and the best one there is there. At UGA, girls, 60 of victory. We'll take that. Sherry, Sherry Sykes. Hope I said that right. Trisha Ann, same thing. Score, lots, win. I agree. And most of you guys, again, domination, domination. I see a lot of that on here getting the offense going, a, a chokehold defense. I'd love to see that as well, too. Would love to see Georgia's defense step back up here and keep a team off the board, uh, if not, you know, lower than 10 points. You know, we're averaging 10.8. Keeping it below that, I think, is a pretty good place to be. I'm holding them to that. So, wouldn't mind seeing that either. Uh, but if you guys don't mind, as usual, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at DogTalk20. I would greatly appreciate that. Um, and let's see. YouTube, I think I talked about it just a minute ago. If you guys are watching there, make sure you like the video, subscribe. Uh, Five-star, five-star rating wherever you guys are listening on podcasts. If you don't mind giving us that five-star review, if I see it pop up on Apple Podcasts or wherever, I'll make sure to read that review to you guys. I greatly appreciate that. Um, All that does is help build the show, and if you guys want to support the show, the link is always in the description for that as well. Other than that, look forward to checking in with you guys on Sunday after the dogs take down the Tigers. In Athens, go dogs.